Before I get started with today's podcast, I just want to send some, you know, some well wishes, some good vibes out there uh, to the head coach of the Washington football team, Ron Rivera. He apparently has, I'm, I'm not sure what it is because I'm, I'm not a doctor. I think he has a cancerous limp, lymph, lymph node, lymph node. Um, they caught it early, so it's very treatable and very curable. So I'm not a doctor, but it sounds like he's going to be okay. So I just wanted to send well wishes, send some uh, good vibes out to him. Uh, I hope he you know, overcomes this horrible disease, and I hope that he feels better and gets back onto the football field as soon as he possibly can, if he's not already on the football field. If you've been following this podcast, you know that he was one of the guys that uh, that I really wanted on the Dallas Cowboys if they didn't get Lincoln Riley, or more specifically, I thought very, very highly of him, and I really, really liked uh, Washington hiring him because I think he's a great defensive head coach. I think he's a great head coach in general, and you know, I I like him. I, I think he's a good guy. All right, now let's get into the actual podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, 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 welcome back to my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast. Turn it up! Turn it up! Got a great show for you today. We're getting absolutely just fully involved into the NFL. I don't know why I said that, but I said it. I can't take it back now, ladies and gentlemen. Woo, man! Pack show today! We got NBA. We got NFL. I mean, we, we're serving up a lot of sports on this episode of the podcast. We're going to be going over win projections for the, for the, not the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, Minnesota Vikings. Going to talk about how bad it is that Des Bryant did not get a contract from the Baltimore Ravens. Ladies and gentlemen, all that and much, much more. I mean, come on. 24 spot. Ladies and gentlemen, all that and coming. Oh my God. Stop starting 24. Ladies and gentlemen, all that and much, much more right here on 24 spot. couple of weeks ago, I went to Bed Bath & Body Works because they had a sale on candles. Let me see if the sale is still going on. I don't think it's going on, but I went to, the, I went to my favorite store to buy candles. I may not be a connoisseur of cigars, but I am a connoisseur of candles, and I love me some candles. And I went to, uh, to Bed Bath & Beyond. And they had a gigantic sale from like the 12th to I think the 16th. And I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? I cannot miss up, pass up on that deal, on the deal that they're offering. They were offering pretty much half off for three wick candles. They, they, I, I, got, I got like six of them. I got six. They cost $11. I also bought more candles for other people and it cost like it costs like over $100, but I'm set until Christmas. And in fact, I'm even more set up because I still 
excuse me, I still haven't fully burned all of the candles that I got from, uh, from, what's it called? From, uh, from Kroger. So I'm set. I'm straight. But finally, finally, I get to, I I just get to put my three wick candle in my favorite, like, uh, a candle lid. It's like a Christmassy candle lid. It looks like it looks like the lid is half melted onto the candle. It's awesome. I finally get to light up once again. If my freaking fan won't extinguish my goddamn uh, my my goddamn lighter, hold on. Goddamn, it was supposed to be a fantastic moment. Jesus Christ! Now I gotta stand up, light my candle. If the flame won't almost burn my freaking hand. Hold on. Got the second one going. The third one, bang. They're all lit up. Oh, it feels good once again to have a three wick candle. Smelling up my room, making it sound. The, the, the flavor that I got, the multiple flavors that I got were pumpkin waffles. Smells delicious. Uh, the other flavor that I got was, what else? Uh, cinnamon, vanilla. I got two pumpkin waffles. I got cinnamon, vanilla. And I think I got three, three marshmallow fragrances. Hold on. Let me go to my closet where I'm storing all of them and let me look it up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll be back in a couple of seconds. Hold on. This is very important. But I went, I got Marshmallow Fireside, which is probably my favorite flavor. I only got one of those last year for Christmas, and I was kind of disappointed. But I got two of those. I got two pumpkin, waf- uh, two pumpkin, two pumpkin, pumpkin pecan waffles, and I got one um, cookies and, not cookies and cream, hot cocoa. They all smell delicious. The room is going to, my room is finally going to smell delicious once again. I, the cheaper ones, they don't do the trick. They don't have the, the waft. They don't have the air that the pumpkin, not the pumpkin, but the, uh, the Bed Bath & Beyond uh, candles have. I mean, it's already going. It's already smelling delicious. Okay, so let's go ahead. Let's get back into some sports. So where should I begin this podcast? Well, let's, let's start it off with uh with basketball where is my basketball tab i had a basketball tab where is it where's my i don't have the basketball tab pulled up god dang it i gotta go into google look up the nba for like a couple of hours my internet was completely shot which is why i was like i gotta actually have like another tab up or else i could kind of be in danger here so let's kind of go over some of the stuff that's been going on in basketball for the last couple of days because usually it's like I record my podcast essentially uh during I, I was gonna record during the Lakers game but I was having so much fun watching it and I didn't really want to have a podcast talking about it which is why I did not have a podcast yesterday just in case if you're wondering by the by I will not have a podcast this weekend I've been saying it for like the last two weeks trying to watch some I'm trying to you know kind of 
decompress, you know, just calm down, you know, have my weekends off because we're really going to be ramping up the uh, the weekends. You, 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 if not, oh my God, I keep stuttering. Sorry. Longtime viewers of the podcast know that I'm going to freaking have pretty much a podcast almost every single day once football starts. We're going to have a podcast on Monday for Monday night. We're going to have a Tuesday recap podcast. Wednesday, I'm probably going to take off. But Thursday, back on for Thursday night football. Friday is going to be predictions. So I'm going to predict the games that are going to happen on Friday. And then um, Saturday and Sunday, because college football is back on, we're going to watch some college football. And on Sunday, we're going to watch NFL. So it's going to be five NFL games because I'm going to cast three NFL games on Sunday, another two during the week, and then we're going to have probably one to two more podcasts. So now we're up to seven in literally two days. Then we're going to have uh, not two days, but three days, four days, four days because Monday, Thursday, and then Sunday. Um, And then we're going to cast college football, and then we're going to have Friday – and then Tuesday. So, I mean, that's going to be like nine podcasts during the week. And I also may throw in a Wednesday podcast as well. Like, the point is, I'm going to be very busy for September, October, November. And I got to, like, I got to freaking decompress. Like, I'm already getting, like, nervous just freaking, like, realizing that I'm going to be freaking podcasting a lot next year, next week, next month. So, that's why I'm going to freaking take some time off. That's why I have been taking time off. It's been very enjoyable, if you've been wondering. So, the uh, the roundabout way, the TLDR of why I didn't podcast yesterday was because I wanted to watch the Lakers versus the Trailblazers, and boy, what a doozy it was. Lakers beat the dog out the Trailblazers, 111 to 88. Was not close. Anthony Davis was pretty much the boss man. The mafia man, the mobster, LeBron. He was kind of like, you know how at the end of uh, Mafia 2, not Mafia 2, what's it called? Um, the Mafia movie. The Godfather, bang. Like, the fir- after the first movie, you know, The Godfather's like, you're coming to my, my daughter's wedding and you ask me for a favor. You know, like that stuff. Like, that was LeBron. He was old. Like, I don't know what's going on with LeBron, but LeBron does not seem like the LeBron of old. He seems a little bit slower. Maybe not slower, but just maybe hurt. I watched him play, and I was like, something's wrong with LeBron. Where LeBron was way more, he was distributing a lot more. He wasn't really engaged that much in the game. You know, it's weird. It's definitely weird. I don't know if he's saving energy for the playoffs. I don't know if he's tired. I don't, I don't know. But LeBron, I don't know if he's hurt, but LeBron was definitely off. And I think he's been off for like the past couple of games and probably for the majority of the bubble. And I don't know if he's hurt. He's kind of not the guy to say, hey, I'm hurt, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I kind of shrug my shoulders and be like, I, I just don't know. I hope he's okay. I hope uh, he kind of returns to form. But, you know, it was weird to see him out there. But, yeah, the, uh, the Trailblazers, they got smoked. And it's, for me, a real head-scratcher because I'm like, I watched – the first game, and I was like, like, I couldn't tell what was going on with the Lakers. And then it's like, the second game, I still can't tell what's going on. Maybe it's because, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why they just got smoked the first night. 
against the Trailblazers. I feel like maybe it was more of a fluke. And I felt that back then, as I do now, I'm like, I feel like that game was kind of a fluke. But I think the Lakers will win it in probably six games. I think so. I mean, they'll probably give up another game. But I don't see this going to seven games, and I certainly don't see the uh, the Portland Trailblazers winning this series. Um, on top of that, apparently Damian Lillard, he hurt one of his fingers. He broke it. They had to, like, pop it back into place. So that's not good because he's, like, their best player. So Portland's in Trailblazer. Uh, oh, my God. Portland is in trouble. Lakers aren't. Speaking of in trouble, goddamn. Clippers, bro, they are they are in a really bad situation because uh, the Mavericks they don't care. <laughs> I was pissed off when poor uh, when Porzingis got ejected from that game because uh, I knew that the uh, the freaking Mavericks were going to win that series. By the way, the refereeing in the Mavericks series and in the Lakers series is terrible. Like it's really really bad. But uh, when they ejected Porzingis, I was like, oh yeah, the the Mavericks they could have won that game and then they lost. But this game, when he finally played throughout the entirety of the game, they won 127-114. Easy work for the Mavericks. I could not see Kawhi out there. I could not. And Paul George kind of looked more like an anchor than an uplifter, if you know what I mean. But man, the Mavericks, they, uh, they beat the dog out the Clippers. Wasn't even close. Was not even close. Same can be said about the 76ers and the, and the Celtics. The Celtics, I love, you know what I love? I love it whenever people talk about tanking and how that's an actual viable scheme that works. Like, you know, let's just tank. Let's just lose a bunch of football games, institute that in our culture. Instead of a winning culture, we lose a bunch of basketball games. Then we get to the playoffs, and then, not even to the playoffs, then we get to the draft, have the number one draft, draft some player that may or may not help us instead of actually winning, and then we kind of repeat the process again. Let's get the number one pick again. Let's try to win more games to go to the playoffs again, and maybe we can go to the playoffs. Maybe not. Probably not because we're a bunch of losers. And then we'll tank for another player because the draft pick that we tur- that we got because we tanked isn't as good as we thought he is, he was because we don't have a good draft staff of scouts to assess players. And that's essentially what happened to the to the 76ers. I think it all started with Andre Drummond, and then they traded him away to, uh, to what was it? To the Mavericks. And then they drafted Embiid and then Simmons, and then Simmons is out. It probably wouldn't have mattered. They, they're getting their asses whipped by the Celtics. And then um, they also got Fultz, Markel Fultz, and uh, he's pretty much a bust. Uh, he was, I think, their first player that they drafted. He's a bust. And now they're screwed. Now they're probably going to have to trade away Ben Simmons and probably fucking tank again. There's that hot redhead again in that jersey. Who's that hot redhead? The NBA, they're running a bunch of jersey ads right now. And there's always this, like, absolute gorgeous redhead. I always comment about it. And I literally am typing into Google trying to figure out who she is. 24, you're getting way too distracted by it. Get off of Google. We got basketball to talk about. I apologize. But the 76ers, uh, yeah, they're, they're done. They're done. I don't, I don't know what their uh, win projections are. Or not win projections, but their uh, projections going forward in the future are. But they should, um, they're, they're not looking good. 
they're not looking good. They're they're probably gonna have to blow it up. And um, they, I would trade Embiid. I would trade Embiid and build around Simmons because Embiid seems to be way more injury prone than Simmons. Um, Jesus Christ, man, 76ers are fucked. And this reminds me once again of what uh, Michael Jordan said in the what the the Last Dance uh, docu series. It was when his GM. Jerry Krause, I had to pause to think of his name. His GM was like, we're going to blow it up and we're going to trade away Scottie Pippen and we're going to not sign our Hall of Fame head coach and we're going to get rid of another Hall of Famer and uh, Dennis Rodman and that's how we're going to play. And Michael was asked about it after they had run the championship and he's like, hey, like, like before you blow this thing up, like, be fair to the guys that got you here. Like, let us, you know, see how far we can take it. Don't just freaking blow it up because that's the GM move. Like, let us, let us, give us a shot. Give us a chance to win. That's what, that's what Michael said. And then he also added this nice comment. He said, you know, uh, you know, you don't know how long rebuilding and tanking were, well, technically tanking wasn't around back then, but he said, you don't know how long rebuilding works. Like the Cubs have been rebuilding for 60 years. Technically, Michael, they've been rebuilding for almost 100 um, but point still stands. He was right. You don't know how long rebuilds take. You don't know how long tanking takes. And by the way, I've never heard of a team that's tanked to then go in and win a championship the next year or the next couple of years or the next two years, whatever. Long story short, 76ers are fucked. <clears throat> the other teams that I'm really not that interested in, like the Heat versus the Pacers, I don't really care who comes out of that game. Um, Heat are winning it two to zero. Don't care. They're not gonna like. They're not gonna do anything. Um, Thunder versus Rockets. Should it be a surprise that the Rockets are up two zero? It's not to me. But they're up two zero with the chance to pretty much sweep the Thunder if they take. Do they play today? Where is my remote? I think they do. I'm watching Utah versus the Pacers. Okay, Boston versus Philadelphia is up next, and then the Clippers versus the Mavericks are up next as well. But the Thunder, I'm, I, I, they may get swept. They may take, they may take a game if you want my honest opinion about, opinion, excuse me about it. Russell Westbrook isn't even playing, which I guess that's more surprising that they've kind of beaten the dog out of the Thunder without. Like Russell Wilson, oh my God, without Russell Westbrook playing, I'm all over the place today. I don't know if you can tell. Rockets will probably sweep them or take it in game five. Bucks versus uh, Magic. I'm, I'm kind of surprised in saying this, but the Bucks took the second game in the series. I thought that they had a chance of getting potentially uh, not swept, but losing the series. But yeah, what I saw from the Bucks from the last couple of days, uh, it's not good. It's not good. Teams have either been shutting down Giannis or completely taking him out of the game or just running away with the lead. I just, I just don't, I don't see how the Bucks or any other team from the East comes out of the East and beats any team from the West. I would like, and by any team from the West, pretty much outside of the Thunder, 
I have no idea how they beat any team in the West. Like, how are you going to go up against uh, the the Trailblazers, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Rockets? Don't get it. Don't understand how you beat them. I don't. I guess the Nets, not the Nets, the Jazz and the Nuggets, they're, they're in the West, right? I guess, right? So maybe you beat them, but they're essentially the Heat and the Pacers. They're the Western Conference's version of the Heat and the Pacers. But besides the Nuggets and the Jazz and the Rockets, not the Rockets, the Thunder, I don't, I don't understand how anyone from the East beats anyone from the West. So um, it's, it's going to be whoever comes out of the West essentially wins. We'll find out in a month. But uh, we got some more games going on. Celtics... 76ers are coming up in probably not probably a little bit over an hour then Clippers and Mavericks and then tomorrow we got the Bucks once again and then the Lakers probably going up 2-1 uh, they they showed up they showed out against Portland yesterday so moving on to some football Des Bryant went to Baltimore Tuesday got tested for COVID Two straight days in a row, flew out there, made sure that he was COVID-free, went to workouts Thursday, expecting a contract with the Baltimore Ravens. Did I say Bucks? I saw, I meant to say Baltimore Ravens, not Bucks. Des Bryant will now leave Baltimore, or technically speaking, because this is Friday, has left Baltimore without a contract. Make no mistake about it. Some people are, you know, being kind of lackadaisical with it. I'll be straightforward and upfront. This is very, very bad for Des Bryant and any future that he has in the uh, the in the NFL. I was about to say NBA. It's very, very bad. The reason why it's very bad is because people are looking over his tape and people have looked over at his tape and have now been like, well, uh, he's not, he's not very good. He's not as good as, uh, he probably should be at this point in his NFL career. He's not, he's not that very, he's not as good of a route runner as he probably should be. And I, I talked about it almost ad nauseum a couple of days ago. I talked about how Dez, uh, his footwork isn't there anymore. It has never been there. It's not going to get better. It's essentially, it's, it's, it is what it is. He's not going to get any better. Now, because it's not going to get any better, what does that mean for him as a football player? He's probably going to be a average to slightly above average number two. And I'm being generous here, by the way. Um, if like Apparently, Baltimore feels good about, I think his name is Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden, I think, had 300 yards last season. Anquan Baldwin. Bolden. Let me look it up. Bolden. No, that's An- Anquan Bolden is a former. What's what? It's Bolden. It's either Anquan or Bolden. Who's, who's, the, who's the wide receiver? Who is it? Let me just look up Baltimore wide receivers. Uh, 
Miles Boykin. So Miles Boykin is their big 50. I'm watching NBA TNT, and they're they're showing a bunch of memes of <laughs> of Charles talking about of Charles's predictions, Charles Barkley's predictions. In <laughs> they showed one of the it, it, they showed a funny meme. I apologize. Sorry. Let me go back to what I was talking about. So Miles Boykin is the wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens that they want to try out. Now, make no mistake about it. And let me look up Miles Boykin. How many yards did he have last season? Make no mistake about it. They need a wide receiver. Um, because, oh my God, he had 198 yards last season. I, I said he had, I said he had like 300. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, he's going to have like, 300 yards, right? No, he has 198. 198. How many games did he play? How many games? He has 13 receptions. How many games did he play in? Let me look it up. He played in 16 games! Sorry, that's ESPN freaking playing their shit that I don't want them to play. Let me just mute my computer audio. He played in 16 games. He had 198 yards. He had 13 receptions. And they're like, Dez can't replace him. Like, that's bad. That is really, really bad. I don't know, I don't know how he gets into the league, man. I, I don't... Unless, like, a lot of wide receivers go down, like, unless it doesn't work out with the Patriots, for example, I I have no idea how he gets back into the league. I have no idea how he does it. Miles Boykin is their number two, I think. Hollywood is their number one. So they're number two. They're number two. Had 198 yards. Their number one had 500. And you're like, mm, we'll pass on Des. Like, I'm telling you, like, this isn't good. This is not good. I don't, I don't know how he gets a job. I, I, I really, I really don't. Let me look up the NFL teams that need, like, a wide receiver. And then it's like you have to you have to consider this, right? So with Dez, Dez is a very very he, he's a diva wide receiver. Let's let's just be honest about it. He's a, he's a diva wide receiver. He's not like Amari where he's gonna you know kind of just be quiet and you know kind of play chess in the corner. Dez is you know a dude that's gonna be cursing up a storm and stuff like that. Um, you don't want that in Lamar Jackson's ear when he has to make throws and catches. And I said this about Dez, and I know, and I've seen the one hundred, the uh, the one handed grab that he had in workouts in Baltimore. I saw it. Trust me, I saw it. Jane Slater tweeted it out. So I fo- I don't follow her. I just like check in on her Twitter from time to time. But I saw it. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Because it's not the one handed grabs that you're paying him for. That's not it. Because that's nice and that's cool and that's great. Hollywood Brown can do that exact same thing. Anquan Bolden, Miles Boykin, Jesus Christ, Miles Boykin can pretty much do the exact same thing. You're not like you're not going to have Dez on the field for that. And I know that's his attribute, and I know that's his trait. 
That's the, the positive things about him. But the reason why you're going to have Des Bryant on your football team is because he's going to help out your wide receiving core and be a possession wide receiver. And that usually takes, at his age, being a route technician, which he's not. He's a guy that likes to, uh, to just go up and grab 50-50 balls. And that's kind of, that's his game. That's his game. So if you're expecting Des to go anywhere, um, don't hold your breath because he's, he's probably not going to go anywhere. Maybe the Patriots, depending on how good or how bad their wide receiving core is, but I'm pretty sure they would rather roll with Julian Edelman, Muhammad. No, he's not going to the, to the Patriots. It's like they already got their three guys, Muhammad Sanu, Julian Edelman, and Nikhil Harry. And then they got their tight ends, Dalton Keene and Asi Asi. Maybe Green Bay. I mean, I don't know who their who their two other guys are besides Devontae Adams. They lost Geronimo Allison this offseason. I don't I don't know how they I don't know how they recover as a football team. They'll find a way. They got Aaron Rodgers. I know everybody is excited for that guy with the big thighs. I keep hearing about his thighs. It's AJ not AJ Dillon. It's Dobbins, right? Or somebody else? I don't know. They, but people will not stop talking about his thighs, and I'm like, all right, that, that's kind of it. But they didn't get Denzel Mims. They didn't get any wide receiver. They got a quarterback, and they got another running back. So, I mean, whatever. But they could probably use a wide receiver. Green Bay could. Who else could use a wide receiver? More specifically, Des Bryant. Jacksonville, they they got rid of Marquise Lee, and they also got rid of the Allen uh, the Allen twins, and then they just I mean they got no wide receivers pretty much, so they need help at the wide receiving core, and they don't have it. But um, on, but I think they drafted somebody, didn't they? I don't know. They need help. They need a lot of help, and I think that's it. Maybe, I was about to say Carolina. I think so. But again, it's like Teddy Bridge, like Dez doesn't play the, the way that Teddy Bridgewater plays, right? And my issue whenever people are like, Dez can still play, t- t- 24, you don't know what you're talking about, Dez can still play. Like all he needs is a great veteran wide receiver who can throw him these 50-50 balls that only he can go up and get Sometimes, not all the time, because he's not as athletic as he once was six years ago in 2014. But if he gets a quarterback and if um, if he like freaking plays like he did in 2014, he's still an elite wide receiver. 24, I told you so. Watch him work. He's an elite guy. It's like no, he's not. If he needs a veteran wide receiver, it not a wide receiver, a veteran quarterback. If he needs a quarterback that throws him. 50-50 balls all the time, like, that's not being elite. Like, DeAndre Hopkins was catching passes by freaking, I don't even know the quarterbacks on his team, but some of the worst quarterbacks you'll ever find. He was still getting 1,000 yards. Des Bryant, like, Dak is a pretty good quarterback. Dak was a pretty damn good quarterback back in 2017 and 16, and they could never find the report. Like, Dak does not mind throwing it to guys that are that are open. And he said it again. He said, like, in 2016, he said, I will throw to him when he is open. 
He even followed it up in 2017 by saying, I, I'll have to hit him in his face mask. There's a reason. There's a reason for that. Let me look it up. I was interested, but I completely forgot. Let me look up Dez's catch percentage and the league. Let me see it. So, if you don't know why catch percentage is important or, you know, why you should think it's important, um, catch percentage is how many catches you've caught in the league, right? Usually, you want it to be around 60%. Dez's catch percentage has essentially been on the decline since 2014. It was 43%. And by the way, let me kind of give you his base numbers 2010 61% 2011 61% 2012 66% 2013 58% 2014 64% this is where it started to, to, to decline excuse me 2015 43% 2016 52% 2017 52% 52% of your passes, catching 52% of your passes, sucks. That's really, really bad, right? Let me look up some of the other guys that were on the team. Let me look up Terrence Williams. Let me look up Cole Beasley. And le then let me look up Jason Witten. Let me check out their numbers, right? Remember, 50, not 50, 60% is where you want to be. For the last three years, he's been under 55%, which is really bad. Let me check out Jason Witten, Cole Beasley, and then Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams, by the way, was a good number two receiver for the team. He's now out of the league. Let's just check him out. Check out what, what he was doing. So Terrence Williams, 2016-17, he had 16. He had 72% of his catches. That's fantastic. 2017, he had 67% of his catches that were caught. Hmm. Interesting. Cole Beasley. Excuse me. I don't know why my voice keeps going out. Cole Beasley, 2016-2017, 76%. And then it dropped to 50, 57%. But do you want to know what happened that next year when they stopped covering Cole Beasley because he's not a number one wide receiver, because he's a number two at best? He went back up to 74.7%. Mm, mm, mm. Three seasons with Dak, two seasons. By the way, having 70% of your catches be caught is like significantly below, or not below, but above average. Like you're pretty much, I think, Mike Thomas. As in Michael Thomas is in one of the best wide receivers. I think his is over like 70% as well. Let me just check his numbers really, really quickly. Oh, no. It's like 85. It's like 85 in 2018 and then 80 in 2019. He's never had below a 69% cash percentage. Jason Witten, his two years with, uh, with Dak, 2016, 2017, 72%. 72% in his second year. So both years he had 72%. And then in 2019, just for kicks, 
interesting. Doesn't seem like Dak had any problem throwing to any of the other guys on the team. It's just... It's just Dez. Even the guys that aren't in the lead... League, excuse me, anymore. I don't know if you can hear the beeping. That is my, uh, my dehumidifier. Telling me that it's full of water and I gotta dump it. But, uh, yeah, everybody besides... Oh my god, my voice... Hold on. I have, like, phlegm in my throat. Hold on. <clears throat> Everybody's, everybody besides Des Bryant had, essentially, over 60%. And in most cases, it was like almost 70. In fact, I think for everybody besides Dez, it was like 70. You want to know why it was that low for Dez? Why he was significantly below average at like 52%? You want to know why that's the case? It's because, quite simply put, Dez Bryant required one type of throw, and he was very, very rarely open. He had 96 targets in 2016, and then 132, which is asinine. I don't even think Amari... Got 132 targets last year. Let me look up his numbers. I'm pretty sure he had 100. He had 119. Like, and he caught 66. 66% of Dak's passes. And then let me let me go back. Let me let me try and find the Dallas catch percentage. I can't because they couldn't calculate it because he only played in nine games and they don't split it up. But for the most part, Amari, he catches Dax passes. What about Michael Gallup? Let me check out Michael Gallup's numbers. He's probably down because he, he freaking had 14 drops last season. Yeah, he had 58%. And, oh, yeah, oh, no. Michael Gallup actually has, like, weird catch percentage numbers. Where his catch percentage in 2018 was 48%. And then in 2019, he, he had uh, 58%. So Michael Gallup is actually below average as well. And some of the balls that he could have caught were like, were freaking layups, man. And he missed them. I was watching the Eagles game, the um, the Cowboys versus Eagle game today. And he had that touchdown where he was running like a slant. Or technically it was like a post route almost. No, it was a slant. He was running like a slant. And Dak just hits him right in his hands. And he would have gotten a first down because I think it was like second and eight. And he just like doesn't catch it. Hit him right in his hands. Doesn't catch it. I'm like, yikes. But yeah, even, even, and he got a shit ton of freaking targets as well. He got 113. He had like six less than Amari. He had a lot of targets last season. And even he had like a better catch percentage than Des Bryant as a second year player. The point that I'm trying to make here is, is this. Des is not up to snuff anymore. Des is not the guy that everybody thinks he is that's rooting for him. Like, oh my God, Des is such a great wide No, he's not. Not anymore, at least. He is... At this point, average. To below average. To significantly below average. And keep in mind, when I say average, I'm being nice. Like, the reality is he's probably below average. Like, significantly so. So. We'll see. We'll see about Dez. Again, I hope that he gets a job. But, like, the more I kind of took out my interest and my excitement for him to see him run around the field, the more I was like, he's kind of not as good as I thought he was, you know, like, once you take the excitement out of it, and then you compare, like, his training videos to CD Lambs, it's like, that's not good, let me see him actually catching passes from Dak, let me try and find that, 
wait, is the new Call of Duty thing out? Oh no, that's that that was like two days ago. There's like this new Call of Duty Cold War Cold War like trailer that's out. I, I thought I was gonna watch it. Yeah. So is this Dez? Oh no, I think that's um Brown. But yeah, that's that's Dak who's throwing passes. I see I, I can recognize Dak because he's tan and he doesn't have a lot of hair. Like he's a he's a tan he's a he's a caramel macchiato skinned brother. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I can tell when it's Dak. But this guy who's running, I, it looks like it's um what's his name? Brown. Jalen Brown? Right? Oh my god, that's the fucking basketball player. It's like I know way too many players. I there's always like a crossing of the lines. I'm like, who's that brown guy again? Jalen Brown? It's like, no. It's not Jalen Brown. He plays for the <laughs> he plays for the Celtics. Um Noah Brown. This may be Noah Brown here. He's been hurt. He was hurt last season. Um, otherwise, we probably would have used him a little bit more. He's a blocking wide receiver that Dallas very, very rarely used to block. It's, it's weird. It's weird how, like, often you would find Dallas, and I don't mean a bag on Jason because I feel like almost every podcast I do. Um, it feels like almost like, but last season, they had a lot of talent. Like, they had a lot of versatility, and they just didn't know how to use it. Um, Noah Brown is definitely one of those guys that's like, he's extremely versatile. He's pretty much almost a tight end. But, um, he like, he's a blocking wide receiver, and they never used him like that. Kind of sucks. Yep. I'm watching him and Dak uh, throw some passes. Watching Zeke. Zeke, actually, outside the numbers, I kind of like his route running. But interestingly enough, Dak said something to Zeke where he's like, um, you know, if you're going to, like, go outside and if you're going to work on your route running, you got to actually work on it from the outside as well to show that you're actually versatile because essentially you've just been running routes from the inside instead of from the outside, and that, like, that doesn't fly. It's like if you actually want to be used as a receiving running back, you actually have to get out there. And they showed uh, Zeke essentially run a comeback, and that's actually pretty good. I like that. They showed him get up the field and then just stop, bang. Beautiful job. Ball was probably coming out a little bit too late. Ball should have essentially, like, Zeke was waiting there for, yep, a couple seconds. Ball should have been out there essentially when he went into his break. And when he came out, bang, the ball will hit him right in his hands. But whoever is throwing the quarterback, not the quarterback, the ball, it's probably Dak, uh, waited and waited and waited for Zeke to essentially be open. But, yeah, him running that route is uh, kind of dangerous. But, eesh. again, I'm watching Dez run routes. And it is, like, he's not better than Zeke. I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's not better than Zeke, man. Like, his routes, they look like, a you know, if, if like, we're, if, if, like, routes could be cars... Amari is like a Ferrari or Rolls Royce. CD Lamb is like a Corvette, and Dez is like a Jalapo. 
God. Like, I, I'm, I'm not... I, I could not cover Des Bryant as a DB, but I'm just noticing, like, how he goes in and out of his breaks, and it's not as crispy. It's not as, it's not as like, smooth and as clean as, like... And, and not, I'm not even going to compare him to CeeDee Lamb. I haven't even compared him to Amari Cooper because that's stupidly unfair. But, like, I'm just... Let's compare him to Zeke. Like, Zeke just, like, in and out. Stops on a dime. Bang. Can, can just freak... Like... Like, him running the comeback in freaking, um, uh, in this video was perfect, right? The ball was late, but it was perfect, right? Dez essentially running an out route, like, I'm watching, I'm watching it, man. Like, he runs weird. I don't know, I, I don't know if he was hurt. Apparently, he was hurt for, like, part of the offseason with, like, an ankle injury. And, and it's like, that's not good either. It's not good that he's hurt before he even plays a game, like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like watching him just run this out route. And it's just like. I don't know, man. It, it's not it's not good. I feel like if a DB was covering him. And again, this is the same video that I was excited off of like a couple like a couple of months ago because I was like, oh, football, football, you know, Zeke and Dak and Dez. I'm excited. But now it's like, you know, this is this was taken in April four months later. It's like this isn't good enough. This isn't good at all. Wow. Yeah, even Noah Brown's routes are kind of better. His release, his speed, that's Dez, right? Yep. And they're showing Dez just run slants, which, again, I've seen him run thousands of times. Bang, again. Another one. He runs a comeback. Let me see that comeback again. Oh, yeah, that's way better. That is way better. I feel like if all of the... Oh, okay. That wasn't as good. You know, I feel like some of Dez's routes... Like, some sometimes I'm watching him, and I'm like, wow, that's that's not as good as it should be. And then other times it's like... Especially when it comes to the comeback route... There were some of his routes where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's good. But then most of his routes aren't. And that's what I was trying to say. And I was kind of getting hung up on. Oh. Now I'm going to watch da Dak. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm just going to watch how Dak deals with the anticipation. Oh, that's beautiful, Dak. Fucking, oh, Dak. Yes! Yes, Dak! Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know. I, like, I have wanted Dak Prescott to do this for years. And it seems like Dak is finally, like, he's understanding the timing route. You know, I, it's funny. It's like how I go from, from Dez to now talking about Dak. And it's like, I'm watching Dak throw to Dez. And I'm watching when Dak throws the football. And some some of his footballs are still a little bit late. But I saw Dak just, like, Timing-wise, when they're going in their break, bang, the ball, there, there it's late. But on some of these throws, Dak is throwing it perfectly when he's going into his break instead of when he's, you know, coming out. Right there, better. And then bang, as soon as he sees his back turn to him, he, he just, as soon as he sees him essentially go into his break, he throws the ball. And there it is. 
It's perfect. A little bit late. I think Dak struggles a little bit with the comeback, but oh yeah, that's that's way better. Bang, there it is again. Perfect. When they break off on like when when they're not running like curl and comeback routes, that's that's kind of where Dak struggles on those routes, but when he's when he's just throwing, you know, nice little nice little just out routes, that's when he can kind of throw the ball with some anticipation. Oh my god. Anything else I gotta talk about with Dez? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm watching Dak work out and stuff like that. I don't know if I should talk about Dak because, uh, like, I like Dak a lot, and I kind of want to save some of what I got on Dak for later on and stuff like that. But I've been, you know, I'm obviously a Cowboy fan, and I've been watching a whole bunch of the 2019 Cowboys and how Dak played and his mechanics as a quarterback. And there's so many like core mechanics that he has to understand and have to improve upon constantly as a quarterback. And a lot of people are just like, Oh, you know, it's just throwing and he just throws the football and shit like that. And it's like, Nope, there's actually quite a lot of nuance to the quarterback position. Um, And when I saw Dak play in a lot of his games, especially last year, I felt like some of the stuff that he was doing, at like an extremely high level just like fucking went over people's heads and I kind of want to talk about it but also I kind of want to save it for like later on if I'm honest with you because I'm super hungry and I also want to watch Hard Knocks so I kind of just want to freaking bang this podcast out and be in and out transferring back to basketball let me take a swig of my water first hold on Isn't it funny how I can go, like, 50 minutes without even taking a drink of water? And now I don't probably have to pee for, like, the next, like, couple of hours. I don't know. But last night I saw the NBA draft lottery. Pretty much um, it is where the NBA, because so many fucking teams tank, uh, the NBA now has to have a draft lottery where they, like, literally pull slots and lots to see, like, who's going to go first and second and third and all that good stuff. And um, who got the second overall pick, you may ask? The Golden State Warriors. With Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins and freaking uh, Demarcus Russell. Nope. The former Laker, former Net, now current. What's that dude's name? What's his name? I'm just going to type in Warriors guards. What's his name? Apparently he's not on the team. They got Andrew Wiggins. They got they're, they're deep at guard, right? So they got the second overall pick. Let me unplug my computer. Cool, I did not accidentally unplug my mic. Um, but they got a lot of but they got the second overall pick and apparently what the Golden State Warriors are planning on doing with it isn't drafting an actual player it's getting um it's getting players or a player but i kind of question who they could get like that's a like i don't i don't know who that you could get if you're the Golden State Warriors right now cuz most of the best players in the league are kind of like 
accounted for. They're already signed. They're they're not really moving anywhere. It's like it would have to be on a team that is bad and that wants it and that needs like a guard because there's like LaMelo Ball is probably going to be drafted in the top 3, top 4. So you need you need to get it to somebody who needs a guard and somebody who wants to uh to you know to move off of a player. And one team kind of comes to mind. I already talked about them today. And that is the uh, the 76ers with Ben Simmons. You need to break it up, and you, you know you're, they're now in that. What, what's it called? They're now in kind of like a Groundhog Day loop, where they constantly are like, "Well, we gotta try and win games, and we gotta try and not games, but we gotta like win a championship." But how we win a championship is by tanking. So you know we we didn't do a good job this year, and it turns out Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid they don't work well together, and so you know now we got to go out and we got to get another player, but we're already way too high up in the draft to get the player that we probably want to get, so we probably will have to tank next season and offload all of our great assets to make sure that we get the players that we want while tanking. So or excuse me, we could go ahead trade away Ben Simmons and not sign him because it's not working. We can trade away Ben Simmons, just like we did Andre Drummond, to the Golden State Warriors. I don't know how he would help that much. I mean, I think defensively he would help. Uh, he's not that great of a shooter, but he is a, a great ball distributor. And that would probably turn Steph and Clay more into shooters, more into the shooters that they are, than the um, than like the ball distributors. Not ball distributors, excuse me, but like it would turn. It would essentially make. Steph into a shooting guard as well as Clay, and I think defensively Ben Simmons is really really good. But beyond that, that's kind of it. It's like how would you, who would you get for the second round draft pick, or I guess you would get a bunch of draft picks. I don't know. It's a head scratcher. It's it's really really complicated on how and what they would use that pick on so I don't know we'll see we will definitely see about how the Golden State Warriors use their uh, their draft pick let's get into win projections no before we get into that um, let me let me talk about the Patriots and Cam Newton a development has occurred today. Jarrett Stenham has, an, has a hip injury. He's going to be questionable for the next several weeks. Um, the, Cam's the starter. I have watched Cam Newton's body language for the last couple of days, and he has gone from kind of being a little bit more professional to uh, kind of opening it up, and he's now dancing at almost every single practice. Like he owns the joint, because he probably does. And um, regardless of whatever anyone reports on, Cam is probably the starter, and Bill Belichick, this may go down to like week one where they're just like, where they're going to force teams to prepare for both Jarrett Stidham and Cam Newton. It's, you know, it's how teams operate in this case. So it's probably how it's going to go. They're probably going to say, hey, we're going to like, we as in, um, as in the Patriots, we're going to, you know, have both of them out. We may even try Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is not as good as uh, Cam Newton, but they're probably going to plant the seed in people's minds and saying, hey, you know, we're going to have multiple quarterbacks. It's a competition, in quotes, in air quotes. And uh, 
we're, we we don't know who our quarterback is. They already know who it is. It's Cam Newton. So, cannot wait to see him play week one. Let me check out week one. I have no idea uh, what games I have. It's still, we're still like technically a month out. We have next week and then we have the week after that. And then that third week is the start of the season. So we still got three more weeks. Let me check out the schedule. And let me just like give you essentially a synopsis of what's what we're going to do week one. All right. So week one, we're going to have the Texans versus the Chiefs. That because that's that's Thursday night football. They're gonna hang up the banner. Bang. Texans are gonna have Thursday night football. And then for noon o'clock games, for the noon games, I, I say noon o'clock. I don't know why, but it's noon games. For the noon o'clock games. Let me um let me check them out. I think I already have mine. Baltimore versus the Browns. <laughs> like that that's a pretty damn good game. Pretty damn good game to start off Sunday. And then second game of the day. Oh, Bucks versus Saints. That's that's a layup. I was I was debating like Chargers versus Bengals, Joe Burrow versus, uh, what's his name? Joe Herbert? Justin Herbert. How do I forget Justin Herbert? Again, I have way too many names rattling on in my brain. Um, I, Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. And, oh, yeah, I, I was like, how did I get Joe Herbert? Because of Joe Burrow, sorry. Um, so those two guys, Justin and Joe, may be battling it out. It's probably going to be Tyrod Taylor week one and not Justin. They're probably going to figure out how to, maybe not figure out, but they're probably going to put in Justin later on if the uh, the Chargers don't win a lot of football games. But also the Cardinals versus the 49ers, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald versus the San Francisco 49ers coming off of their uh, Super Bowl loss. That's going to be interesting. But yeah, it's going to be Bucks versus Saints. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Cannot wait. Twice in one year. Cannot wait for the first time. And then obviously we're going to have Cowboys versus Rams. Cannot wait for that football game. And then uh, Steelers versus Giants Monday night. I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea if I'm going to cast that football game. That's... It kind of seems like a snooze fest. Oh, wait. I kind of have to, don't I? Because Jason Garrett's coaching it. Wow. Some of these games are kind of going on late. Like 7 and 10. Jesus Christ. I'm not excited to cast those football games. Especially because usually I cast them for like two hours, so I'm going to be gone by, like, midnight. That's not going to be a fun, that's not going to be a fun week, but yeah, Titans versus Broncos, Steelers versus Giants, those are going to be the doubleheader Monday night football games, and that Titans versus Broncos game, why couldn't that be a noon o'clock game? That's such a snooze fest. Wow, that sucks. Maybe it's because they want to get it out, like, get it over with, like, week one, because neither one of these teams are going to be on playoff, not playoffs, prime prime time slots. But, man, are those games going to suck to watch, specifically the Titans versus the Broncos. But we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, that's kind of a a small little glimpse of, like, what we're probably going to do. Texans versus Chiefs, uh, Baltimore versus Browns, if I get the game. Um, Saints versus Bucks, I will get that game. So I, uh, so as, oh my God, as well as, sorry, 
as the Dallas versus the Rams and all of Monday night football games. I get all of the primetime games, so we don't got to worry about that. But let's talk about freaking win projections. Browns versus Vikings. Let's check them out. Where is my draft board? Let's check out the Browns, right? So the Browns, to help out their offensive line, they got Jedrick, uh, Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Who else did you get? Um, round two. Did they have a second-round draft pick? Let me go on ESPN. ESPN is way easier because I can look at this team-wise. Oh, wait. Here's the team bar. Just look at your teams. Cleveland Browns. What did you guys get? You got... Oh! Oh! They actually had a pretty good pick. Uh, not pretty, pretty good pick, excuse me. Pretty good draft. They got Jedrick Wills. Then they got Grant Delpit. Jordan Elliott. And then Jacob Phillips. Harrison Bryant tied in out of Florida Atlantic. Then they got Nick Harris. Then they got Donovan People Jones. I liked him a lot. Like, wow, they had a they had a pretty solid draft. I like their draft a lot. I don't think they had a lot of free agent moves, but I said that I even like congratulated Cleveland Brown fans last season. I was like, Congratulations, Cleveland Brown fans. Your team is now going to go to the playoffs. You know, you can't take everything back. You can't be you can't be right on everything. As much as I wish I could go back in time and erase that, erase what I said, uh, I can't. By the way, uh, I'm I'm watching Utah versus Denver right now. Utah is beating the dog out of Denver, ninety to sixty. Jesus Christ! They, I mean, Utah has essentially re- is like they've sat their starters, so. Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, the the Browns, they had a really, really solid draft. Really, really solid draft. I like it a lot. In fact, quietly, it's one of the best drafts uh, in the league. And I said this last season, I was like, I felt like with Nick Chubb, with um, Kareem Hunt, with Odell Beckham Jr., and and Joku, and Jarvis Landry, and Baker Mayfield, I was like, oh yeah, Cleveland's going to be a playoff team. Like, they probably only needed to win nine games, and they didn't. It happens. They were a bad team last season. Then on top of that, they had uh, Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, and I was like, okay, their secondary is going to pick it up. I think their secondary should be a lot better this season. I think one of them got hurt, Denzel Ward or Greedy. One of them got, got injured. I like their draft. I like their players. I like their roster. I like the football team. I don't, especially with the seventh seed, I don't know how they missed the playoffs this season. They're playing in a hard division. They're playing in a team, not in a team, but in a division where three teams could probably make it to the playoffs this year. Baltimore, Steelers, and obviously the Browns. But they got the pieces. They got the pieces. What's their schedule? Okay. First four weeks of the season... Ravens, Bengals, Washington, Cowboys. I think they go two and two. They lose to the Ravens. They lose to the Cowboys. Pretty pretty simple, pretty easy. They beat Washington and they beat the Bengals. Next four weeks, Colts, Steelers, Bengals, Raiders. Hmm. 
Am I gonna predict two and two again? I said I don't like the Colts. It's not that I don't like the Colts because of the roster. It's just I don't know the situation out of their quarterback. Love their roster, actually. Just don't know their quarterback. I'm going to be conservative here and say 2-2. They lose to the Steelers and the Colts, but they beat the Raiders and the Bengals. Next four games, Texans, Eagles, Titans, Browns. Their schedule is actually kind of tough. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... I like I like Watson way too much, man. I don't know what I predicted. I don't know if I did his predictions for the Texans. Did, did I? I don't know, but I like Deshaun Watson way too much. Oh, yeah, I did. I like Watson way too much. I think I predicted that he's going to win against... The Browns, but I, I like Watson way too much. It's going to be a hard game. It's going to be a hard game, but I'll stick to my prediction, and, I'll, and I probably said that they'll beat the Browns, and I'll, I'll go with it. But, man, I, I like now looking at it from Cleveland's side, I, I like Cleveland in this game as well. You know, it's one of those games where it's kind of like a toss-up, where it's like I don't feel like if people pick the Texans to win this game, I'm not going to be that, like, like it's not that weird and outlandish of a thing to say. And if they pick the Browns to win, and it's it's the same thing. It's like they're two pretty good teams. Eagles versus Browns. I'm going to take the Browns. Like, I don't think the Eagles are as good as people think they are. Um, Browns versus Jaguars. Jaguars, they suck. Uh, Browns, obviously. Browns versus Titans. Going to go out on a limb here. They the Browns beat the Titans. Let me scroll down here. If my mouse works. Not even my mouse, if the webpage will load. Uh, last four weeks, Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. I think they'll split the division with the Steelers, get swept by the Ravens, with the potential to do some damage to the Ravens in the sense of the, they could take a game against the Ravens. Again, I like the I like the Browns way too much, if you want. I like, the, I like the Texans way too much, and I like the Browns way too much. I feel like those teams are like the teams that could let me down drastically this year. But I, I like Deshaun Watson way too much, and I like the roster out of Cleveland. So I think they'll split the division with the Texans, and I think they'll get swept by the Ravens. So they'll go 3-1 and one in their final two stretches of the season, losing only to the Baltimore Ravens and the Texans. Potentially. We'll see. I also should mention a quick little disclaimer. Oop, my microphone almost dropped again. Uh, a quick little disclaimer. The games that I predict that they could win or lose, I don't like the NFL is super fluid. And it's really hard to predict games. Sometimes teams will lose to great teams. Other times, uh, they'll lose to bad teams. And I think that happens with literally every single team in the league. Like, freaking the Patriots lose to Miami every single year. So, for me, like, just in case if I'm drastically wrong about this, like, that's why. Good teams lose to bad teams all the time. So, that is how many wins? That is Washington, Bengals. I was conservative in that next four weeks. I said that they'll lose to the Colts and the Steelers, but then I said they'll win against the Bengals and then the Raiders. So now they're four and four, eight weeks in. And then, oh, they'll go 10 and six. That seems about right. Seems about right. They're a good football team. They are a very good football team. And I think their schedule can help them manage it. I mean, they're a third place team, I think. 
which is weird because they have a hard-ass schedule. But I think they can manage it. I think they're a good football team. I think they can win a lot of football games this season. Next up, Vikings. The Vikings are another football team that I like their draft. Let me check it out. They got Justin Jefferson, Jeff Gladney, great pickup, uh, Ezra Cleveland, tackle out of Boise State, Cameron Dantzler, cornerback out of Mississippi State. Okay, so they're going to have some guys that can compete for, you know, their, their two slots that they lost. And by slots, I mean positions on the team. DJ Wanmon. And then that's kind of it. They had so many picks. Wow. They should have parlayed some of these picks for higher round picks. Like, you don't need... How many... Se- they have four seventh round draft picks. It's like... They're not... They're not going to turn into anything. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you think this is? What are you doing? Yeah, I would have... I would have... Like, they had three fourth round draft picks, two fifths, two sixths, and four sevenths. It's like, God, like... Trade up. Frick's sake, you don't need all these draft picks. Um, I like their draft... Inside the first three rounds. I'm, I'm not a big fan of having... How many draft picks did they have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, fifteen draft picks. Why? I would have traded, like, all of my seventh rounders to move up to, like, the third or the second. Just be like, hey, you want, like, three seventh round draft picks? Give me your se- give me your second and I will trade you. Oh, I'll take out one seventh rounder and throw in like a six. And then people would have been like, okay. Seventh round draft picks are like the most useless draft picks. But GMs don't know that. But um, I like their draft in the first three rounds. Vikings. Let's see their, their schedule. I don't like the roster. I don't like their defense. Their defense has been gutted. Uh, they lost Everson Griffin. They lost Xavier Rhodes, who's not very good anyways. They also lost um, their other corner that went to Cincinnati this offseason. They're in trouble as well. They are in trouble. But they gained Jeff Gladney and Justin Jefferson. So, you know, you got to like that if you're a Vikings fan because those are two very, very good players. They're also going up against the NFC North, which isn't that strong of a division. Their own division, obviously. And they're also going up against the AFC South, it looks like. And who else are they going up against? Division-wise, of course. Oh, they're going up against the NFC South. So they're going up against the South. They're going up against the NFC South and the NF... Not the NFC. The AFC South. That's not good. They're going up against Tampa Bay and the Saints, literally in the last four weeks. You know what I'm going to predict with those two teams. But let's start with the first four weeks. Green Bay, Colts, Titans, Texans. I think they beat the Colts. I think they beat the Titans. I think they lose to Green Bay, and I think they lose to the Texans. Again, I like like Houston way too much. I like Deshaun way too much. Uh, Seahawks, Falcons, Packers again, Lions. 
I think they go two and two here. Probably. No, two and two. They go two and two. Um, losing to the Seahawks and the Packers, winning obviously against the Falcons and the Lions. Uh, third, fourth week. Third, fourth, four weeks, excuse me. Bears, Cowboys, Panthers, Jags. They should go three and one here. They should beat the Bears. They should beat the Panthers. They should also beat the Jaguars, but they're going to lose to the Cowboys. Last four weeks of the season, Tampa Bay, Bears, Saints, Lions, once again, two and two, losing to Tampa Bay and the Saints while beating the Bears and the Lions. How many wins is that? That's probably somewhere close to over 10, which seems about right, once again. Um, Colts, these are the ones, by the way, Colts, Titans, Falcons, Lions, Bears, I'm not even counting, Bears, Panthers, Jaguars, Bears, Lions, so that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, what? Let me recount that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, so nine wins. Now that seems about right. I said ten because I thought that they were actually going to win a lot more games than they did, but or that I predicted, but they, uh, but they didn't. They didn't. Hmm. Anything else I got to talk about today? Anything else I got to talk about today? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I don't think so. Ladies and gentlemen. This has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you like this podcast, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find my podcast, 24's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I will be back on Monday Finally, a little bit more deliberation. Finally ended it at kind of the timing that I wanted to end it. Um, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'll get some lead. Ladies and gentlemen, till my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>